Welcome to the future of NFTs, brought to you by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn proof of attention IDO launchpad. Hosted by co-founder Natya Vester, we bring you exclusive insights on NFTs, the revolutionary digital technology that's transforming the world as we know it. Awesome. So I'm going to get started. It is that time of the week again. Tuesday is the day when we look into our crystal balls to what the future of NFTs have in store for the world. But before we do that, a final reminder that the closing date for Adlunum's non-fungible talent season one is today. So NFT artists, if you haven't submitted your entry already, get cracking. We have over 300 entries of beautiful works of art already. And our judges is going to have a really hard time of it selecting the best of the best because they are just all so good. Big shout out to all of those amazingly talented artists who have been entering their stunning works into our competition. We love you. Keep them coming. And if you don't get a chance before today's closing hour, there is always non-fungible talent season two. So on to today's very, very interesting episode. Let me start with the introduction. Hey, Web3 World, this is Natya Beste from Adlunum, and you are listening to The Future of NFTs, the show that looks beyond current NFT use cases and dives into what non-fungible token technology is evolving into. All this as seen through the eyes and built by the minds of the fascinating guest speakers we speak to each week. Adlunum is the only IDO launchpad that rewards attention with allocation, and our Engage to Earn platform features dynamic NFT investor profiles, NFT allocation fractionalization, and our one-of-a-kind proof-of-attention allocation mechanism. You can catch Future of NFTs live on Twitter Spaces every Tuesday, and do subscribe to us on your favorite podcast streaming platform to get notified of new episodes as well as our sister show, Diving Into Crypto, which is live every Thursday and can also be found on all podcast streaming platforms. Join us for both shows as we speak to thought leaders and change makers in this game-changing industry. Now, on to today. If the title of today's show has piqued your interest, today is our 13th episode, which feels very relevant because not only is 13 one of my favorite numbers, but we'll be touching on topics not often spoken about in the NFT space, namely spirituality. And as you might know, 13 is one of those numbers where there's a lot of sort of omens and mysticism around it. Some say it's a very unlucky number. Hotels, buildings often don't even have a 13th floor. But I think that today's guest is going to help us see the other side of NFTs, just as they might be another side, a more positive side to the number 13 as well. So here at Adlunum, we are on a perpetual deep space exploration mission to discover the furthest reaches of what the technology behind NFTs and the wide variety of use cases it leads to are capable of. And today is definitely no different. So if you are keen on broadening the way you think about NFTs, our guest promises to help you do just that. We are joined today by Suvit Kalra, the founder of spiritual metaverse app Satyug. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Suvit, which offers users the ability to listen to this play, meditate and yoga to earn as well as worship to spend. So if that tickled your curiosity bone, stay tuned for what promises to be a very enlightening hour. As always, I will open the room up for questions at the end when you can either put in a speaker request or you can DM your question, anonymous or not, to the Adlunum Twitter handle at Adlunum Inc. So, Savit, welcome to the future of NFTs. Where are you dialing in from today? So thank you so much for inviting me over, Nadja and Adrian and the Adlumen community. I am absolutely delighted and thrilled to be here as part of the Twitter space on spiritual NFTs. So I'm dialing in right now from New Delhi. That's where I'm based from. Yeah. So before I hand the mic to Savit, I'll give you a brief background of his experience. Savit has been in the chemical business for decades, 
until nearly 10 years ago when together with his partner in business and in life, he ventured into the food innovation business. So if you are a Delhi Indian native, you might have feasted on their thalis at Ardor 2.1 in Connaught Place or Ardor 29 in Sector 29 Gurgaon. Suvit is not only well-versed in traditional business sectors, but also in cutting-edge technology. He is a full-stack software developer. He is Delhi uh, NCR chairman of the Trade Promotion Council for Robotics and Automation. And of course, closer to home, he is a Bitcoin activist as well as a Web3 founder. So Savit has assured us that his views, while possibly controversial, will leave a lot of food for thought. So on the one hand, a disclaimer that the views of our guests are independent of that of Adlunum and its hosts. But at the same time, I have heard some chatter about the Sadyuk Dao aspiring to be a network state and Suvit's conviction that the next wave of crypto adoption will be politically driven. So let's dive right in, Suvit. Before we get into the meaty parts of today's discussion, I'll start you off with something a little easier. Tell us more about you, your background, and what makes you tick. Thank you so much, Naja. That was more than an introduction and something I could have only dreamt of. Thank you so much for that. But yes, so I've been an entrepreneur all my life, you know, and I've been, uh, I started at the age of 16. I was on a scooty at that time and I went into chemical distribution business, built it into a scalable business before I sold it off for $10 million to Nippon Paints, Asia Private Limited been into the food industry. What I tick, I personally feel is the ability to always learn, unlearn and relearn. So I think if I were to say that this is the only trait that will matter in uh, the next 10 years is when you have to develop new skills and skills for which you might not be so willing, but you must be willing if you really want to succeed. And I think that's the thing that really ticks for me is all I can say. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I think that exactly your mantra of learn, unlearn, relearn is for sure the secret source to what is to come in future. And especially in this industry, because we are questioning at the same time, so many very firmly entrenched belief systems and operational systems. But we are venturing into territory that really no, no man or no woman has gone into before. So this ability to really stay agile and flexible not only in terms of the industry, but also I think your own mind uh, is, is very important. So you have a background combining many diverse interests and skills. How did you get into the world of Web3 with all its NFT and metaverse bells and whistles? So, you know, I've been an enthusiast of crypto since 2017. I've been following this space and I've been a strong Bitcoin advocate specifically because of the fact that, you know, I see all the governments printing out money and, you know, with this Cantillian effect, the rich start to get richer. And I could see this trend since 2017, although Bitcoin started in 2008. But with the advent of DeFi and then with the advent of NFT, something which really ticked me was that how about if I give you like a real life example now? Let's say there is a company called Zomato, which is similar to DoorDash in the US, okay, which is like a food aggregator. And how about a company, let's say like Binance, which if it owns Zomato, now Zomato's shareholders are the guys who actually benefit from Zomato's performance. They are the ones who get the dividend on the equities that they hold in Zomato or maybe the equity holders in the stock market IPO. But imagine a guy who's delivering food or a person who's really ordering so, uh, I mean, like he's spending 25% of his monthly budget on food bills just because he doesn't want to cook food. And he's such a, uh, you know, a novice in cooking food that he only wants to order food through Zomato. Now, imagine in such a situation where he's spending 25% of his monthly income on Zomato. Does he get the appreciation of Zomato's stock price appreciation or the dividend on the equities? No. The only thing that he gets is maybe that, okay, Zomato recognizes him. But the fact of Web 2 versus Web 3 has always been that the user has always gotten neglected, at least economically, financially. Now is the time if you could actually understand NFTs as a concept, which is nothing but tokenization. 
tokenization of the world tokenization of businesses imagine if the delivery boy who actually delivers food within 20 minutes is incentivized with zomato tokens i am assuring you there will never be a time when he will actually going to get late and i assure you that a person who orders let's say 25% of his monthly income spends on zomato and if he starts to earn tokens i can assure you this number will never leave 25% it will only increase from there and imagine if this guy apart from earning tokens which are uh, from zomato also gets let's say an assurance of 25 minutes that he will only get the food within 25 otherwise otherwise the order is free or maybe he gets a 25 discount every time or maybe that he can actually buy a loyalty card from zomato but eventually after 2 years in the secondary market he whatever he spent as the loyalty card membership apart from the discounts that he actually entertained from zomato he can actually sell that in the secondary market or sell it back to zomato at the same price at what she, at what he bought it so this entire thing is so mind boggling and so uh intriguing to the curious minds like me that i thought that this is the space to be in for the next decade because as you see uh you know economies unwinding because of the high debt to gdp ratios and concentration of power in few few hands and the internet being built and bullied by four or five or 10 different big companies the only advent from there onwards is decentralization and user owned economies and user benefiting token economies and perhaps also that you could actually start to see the technology over a period of time becomes completely free for the frequent user so that's my two center take on this that's what really interested me it's so interesting to be that you you use this example of zomato i travel quite a lot to different countries and it's often a topic of discussion in our family in terms of service delivery at a restaurant for instance in some countries you know you have this incentive of the tipping system is very very prevalent and you see you know people in the food serving industry obviously having that incentive the the better the service the higher the chance that they will get a good tip from the customer for instance and then you have some countries where tipping really is not part of the culture and waiters might get you know a salary and of course not a very big salary and you can see their approach also to service delivery follow suit in the sense well why should i you know go above and beyond because i'm only ever going to get x amount and i think this really touches on uh, this concept of user owned economies as you mentioned where we have traditionally you know coming from if you think about the middle age sort of feudal system all the way to today we still have this very unequal power hierarchy in the sense that those at the top are the ones that reap all of the benefits and the lower down the hierarchy you are because of course this is you know not only in the pre-internet world but also in web 2 and web 1 how we have been thinking about you know the mass populace is who's at the top and it's this pyramid it's always the pyramid where the majority of people are at on the bottom rung and then of course the more exclusive you are in your status as a person in the industry that you're in the more cream you get at the top but really the idea that with web3 i mean of course there is a long way to go so it's not anything of the sense that okay plug and play we are ready to kind of topple these systems but bit by bit steady steadily we are really contributing to building this really just an alternative way of thinking about the world so i know that uh, one of the things that satyug uh, is looking at is forming a dao so i would like to speak a little bit more about that before we get into really you know the meat of today's topic um since it is quite a loaded topic religion spirituality politics those are topics that are almost guaranteed to mess up any family lunch if you bring it up uh i want to start just by defining what you mean when you refer to spirituality especially for the sake of people in the audience who might consider themselves to not be religious or spiritual at all So I think there are two or three things that you said. First of all, I differ a little bit from you that I'm all in for capitalism that you know it's not that even in web3 and tokenization I understand that you know the people who will be only spending money in the example that I gave it's like a proof of spend will be the ones who actually get 
more tokens you know so again it's either proof of work or proof of spend or proof to meditate or proof to yoga which we are coming to the idea is to basically entail people into something that they like to do that's web3's essence in my opinion and that's also satyug's uh, you know essence in our opinion because what i personally feel is that by the time 2030 with the advent of uh, artificial intelligence taking over the knowledge economy also now see ai was starting to take off uh, first they built up the good machines which took over the blue collar chaps now it's taking up the knowledge industry as well so the ai can write software it can you know uh, it can exponentially increase its power so the knowledge worker is also going to get displaced in the next 10 years in my opinion what will be left is i guess a narrator based economy so if you can really narrate it well you will really be the one who can actually control the ai tell him exactly what your narration is so satyug is again a narration in that sense uh coming to your second question what is the difference between religion and spirituality so in my opinion you know religion is something that we seek uh, we you know believe in because somebody else believed in let's say your mom told uh, told you that in the age when you were 4 or 5 years that you know you're a a christian or protestant or my mom told me that i'm a hindu and i have to worship this god and then you create that <clears throat> belief structure that there exists a superior power or a supernatural god who exists somewhere in the heavens and he's guiding everybody and that's religion in my opinion spirituality is more important spirituality is all about seeking your own self is about exploring your own self and now again coming back to the topic of satyug so basically what is satyug in that sense is that satyug is about exploring what you're good at and why not to monetize it because we are in a web3 tokenized economy we can actually monetize what people are good at and i personally feel that 90% of the people are really good at spirituality or religion or yoga or meditation or game theory or play or sex or leverage or whatever but this is what humans have really excelled in over centuries i cannot say everybody listening here is a software coder and even if they want to be they might not be able to become a software coder and actually write lines of code but does that mean that they do not have any anything else to do because their job is been automated i think there is a lot to do in terms of rewarding creators and narrators of the future and this narration is what led to satyug as the concept and satyug as the dao if you want you can take it from here or else i can actually decipher it more for you Yeah no awesome I I love what you said about this idea of a narrative based economy and especially with the addition of AI I mean we've seen AI go from as you say you know replacing workers starting with the industrial era going onwards but now we're at the point I mean all of these art generation uh, tools where really as an artist your role is to tell the AI what they need to create or what it needs to create um so we are really moving from this really just economy of we are the workers and it's more brawn than brain and even when we did have the brain we are now seeing that ai is replacing even those brains so i think for a lot of people the question that have been coming up is well if ai is going to replace all of these many different things especially as you say the fo- the focus is now more on knowledge workers then what is left for us to do and it's fascinating you saying that satyug is more about exploring and monetizing what you are good at and it really brought to mind for me this idea that you know spirituality for sure means different things to different people to some they hear the word and it's like oh no i don't i don't believe in that stuff and for others of course they are all in with you know every single place on the spectrum in between but this concept of being able to focus on something i think that makes us uniquely human um if there is a chance to monetize this then that is a really fascinating thing to think about so on that note i want to know a little bit more about satyug as a spiritual metaverse how do nfts play a role in this ecosystem and really just what would the day to day look like if i were a user of uh, the satyug app so um see i'll come to this question after once one more statement that i would like to add here see i can also de- decipher it more simply like in religion when you believe something because somebody told you to believe in it so you obviously believe in it in spirituality it's like i ask the question who believes in god 
have you seen god and he says no i haven't then i i ask him how do you know that god exists and somebody who doesn't believe in god i ask him okay how do you know that he does not exist so the idea of spirituality in my opinion is to explore and to keep exploring and this is a never ending exercise in my opinion now coming to your point of what really satyug is so uh, satyug is basically a metaverse app which is basically wrapped in unreal engine 5 sdk so we basically plan to create a triple a game which is basically a play to earn game in which you choose your clan and the the game is not only about fighting and you know like you normally see all the games the game is also about choosing your clan and choosing your nfts okay this is your uh the rath rath is the chariot on which you move okay on on which you want to fight if you want to choose the clan of fighters the warriors but then there are other clans also there are clans of peasantry like you have to grow to the you have to go to the jungle and actually grow some food in fact if you've lost to another clan then also uh you will be disposed off from your assets and your land and you have to go to the jungle and actually grow some food and then earn some money and then actually come back by buying those nfts to fight another war with the other warriors who won before or else you could actually if you have money you can uh, go to the kasha parnas kasha parnas are basically banks which lend you money so you can obviously go to the bank put down some of your assets or some some other nfts from other metaverses as collateral and then you can borrow money from them and with that you can purchase the in game assets of kalyug and then you can again start playing as a warrior if you want to so this is a game theoretical model of one portion of satyug which is called uh, uh, kriya now there are other portions of satyug also which is basically called uh, yuga yuga is basically yoga to earn so imagine if you're just doing yoga so we're just giving you money for basically exercising even if your postures are not correct if you just post a one minute video of doing yoga we reward you with some kalyug tokens or if you're just doing meditation which is called dhyana in sanskrit we again pay you with kalyug tokens now the idea is what do you do with all those kalyug tokens again we built some game theory around it so either you can go to the amm and convert those kalyug tokens back into fiat or other cryptos or you can convert it into the government token which is called satyug in which we plan to have real life partnerships with religious organizations you know uh, spiritual gurus astrology uh, uh astrologers or you know uh, renowned uh, spiritual seekers and stuff and and maybe mandirs and temples and, chur- and churches and trust boards and stuff like that so the idea is that let's say you've bought some satyug tokens and you can actually now go into the satyug you can do real life 360 degree view darshans of these religious sites in real time in the metaverse and let's say when you go to a church or a mandir you just don't go at least in a temple in india you don't go empty handed you generally go with some aarti or some prasad or some agarbatti which is like a candlestick which you give to the gods or maybe some water you know which you want to give to the gods or maybe some food that you want to give to the gods so these are again nft stores that we plan to have in the satyug metaverse so there is a lot of monetization aspects in this and there is a lot of game theory in satyug now in my opinion i personally feel that this is the grand vision which is basically aided by the satyug dao now what is the satyug dao the satyug dao is basically a non profit political non it's it's a political organization let me put it like this which basically is going to have a lot of influence and which only has a singular mission which is that of giving imagine if you want to become a member of the satyug dao just because you hold a lot of satyug tokens fine you become a member of the dao but if you want to become a member of the legislature which basically enacts the rules and proposes the rules on which the other dao members as members have to actually vote on just to propose the rule you basically need to be giving away 10% of your wealth so it's a game theory of giving away wealth a philanthropical uh, cycle of life in which if you've made some money in order to reach another position of status which is the satyug legislature you basically need to give 10% of your on chain wealth and similarly then there are levels of satyug executive in which you need to be giving away even more wealth and how you give that wealth is another story which we've embedded in the white paper if you guys can actually go through and read that it will be great because i think it will be too much of information and knowledge to digest in one episode so the idea is first satyug is about spirituality in the field of meditation yoga and uh, religion second it's about real life utility I personally feel that NFTs as a concept of tokenizing the world still cannot work because it's so nascent unless and until NFTs really have real world utility. At the moment what I see as NFTs is just a pointer to some data on the blockchain which gives you the authenticated rights to the NFT and to sell and buy that NFT at a speculative profit. But that could not be the end goal of an NFT. The end goal of tokenization has to be that it has to have a real world utility. 
I yield it back to you. Otherwise, my speech will go on like for another thirty minutes. So please go on. Awesome. Well, I can happily listen to you for the next thirty minutes, and thankfully, I will be able to do do just that. Um, I have a question around this concept of Web threeifying uh, of three Web threeifying uh, spirituality. I think you've mentioned somewhere uh, in something that I read that the the term the total addressable market uh, for this audience sector is. Forty-four, four hundred and forty billion dollars, I think, with a potential year-on-year growth of ten to twenty percent. Now, those are some really compelling numbers. And if I take into into account your earlier comment about the essence of Web three being, you know, kind of enabling people to explore and monetize something that they are good at, how do you see this? Let's say this merge of Two very seemingly different uh, ways of seeing the world. Web three, where we are tokenizing everything, and you know, so much of it is about hype and profit. But on the other hand, this concept of spirituality, where people are going within and exploring, and you know, connecting to, let's say, the softer, more abstract part of life. Why, why Web three affects spirituality? So I think there are two questions again that you ask. Basically, first is that you know. Why Web three? Because I personally told you that you were actually entering into a narrator-based economy. The more you can narrate, the better you're going to be. And if you have to really narrate, first you have to be good at what you're narrating. Otherwise, you will never be able to actually succeed. So, if you're really good at yoga, you can always teach yoga. If you're really good at maths, you can always teach maths. But if you're only mediocre, then obviously your job will be replaced by the AI. So now the question is, why Web three? The idea is that you know. As I told you, uh, so many things are going to be automated because we are having technology after technology, and there are S curves meeting as per Metcalf's law. That so many things will be automated in the next ten years. That it will actually give humans a lot of free time. In fact, that's what I call abundance of time. Now, imagine if you have real abundance of time. What would you like to do if technology cost is close to zero, and you have all the time in the world to actually explore what you wanted to do? So I think you would actually like to work as if it's play to you rather than it's work to you. When you start to play in your work, you obviously practice hard. That's only the way you it becomes play to you. Over a period of time, with the help of other people who tell you <clears throat> that you're really good at it, it gives you some sense of accomplishment, and then you start to feel that you know you're really good because it gives you that extra confidence. Now, if I were to tell you. That you can actually monetize this also. You're really good at it. It looks it looks play to you. You can actually monetize it. Would you not want to do it? Because eventually, as I'm telling you, that we are into a narrator-based economy in the next ten years. The only thing that you have to now do is just to keep playing and narrating it, and let others learn from your experience until and unless they get honed to the extent that they also start to play that game. Because what else otherwise humans will do? when they have a lot of time it's not that they're going to sit and only talk with their family obviously they need social cohesion twitter spaces they need insta groups they need so many things they need to bond with people and if it just looks like play to them the entire day is gone while you've actually played around but you've still made some money which is obviously the essence because it's the information system that governs everybody of us that's the essence of web3 so i think we are moving into that direction the only thing that i fear or i don't agree with at the moment is because at this moment what i personally feel we are in such a nascent stage in this industry that eventually i feel 99% of the protocols or platforms will actually eventually die because if the idea is only to have a speculative game economy in which there is a exchange or transfer or sale or speculation of tokens based on the value it is never going to succeed eventually it is only going to be when it is first real life utility second thing since blockchain is nothing but a database unless and until this database really becomes cheaper than a web2 database or a centralized database it will still not succeed and third thing is that imagine that uh, uh let's say the governments tomorrow start to unwind their debts and it becomes a deflationary spiral or maybe facebook or different kinds of other platforms start to deplatform people who have like millions of followers and it starts to become like a cult and people start to protest these are the only ways i see that web3 will actually increase even without utility otherwise keeping other things constant the only way to increase web3 adoption is 
is is through utility and utility alone and that's exactly what we are planning to do in satyuk imagine that you're really good as a guide who can really show around people a good space in the metaverse so would you like to be that guide for the few hundred people who have entered into lord kedarnath's temple and tell them okay this is the essence of lord kedarnath this is how you used to look like this is in the year this this is how he killed that you know that giant uh, whatever uh, <laughs> that monster or whatever so the idea is about would you like to be that guide and earn money so if the answer is yes obviously because it's play to you and you have real life utility that you're solving for other people hence you can monetize it and why not so the idea is to have one way or the other a lot of utility in plus the cost advantage has to really really go to the marginal cost of web2 otherwise we will never be able to succeed in my personal opinion otherwise there will always be an aggregator who will be another aggregator on top of another aggregator eventually until unless it reaches the top of the funnel just like what we have today with facebook instagram twitter monetizing everything because they are the topmost of the topmost of the topmost aggregators i yield back to you yeah awesome sevi thank you so much for that i think you touched on so many important points including this idea that we've really been hearing about for a while that as automation increases people will increasingly have more time on their hands now i'm personally waiting for that day when time abundance becomes one of the things that i uh, can experience because for sure i'm not there yet but really this idea i think as you said that unless something really radical is going to happen to these traditional systems that we are all part of Web3 is going to have a hard time of it really getting that mass adoption without real world utility which of course every time that we have a crypto winter at the end of it all of those who just came on board you know to get the quick hype gone and then we start seeing the real use cases come to fore again but i'm exactly. wondering real world utility along with cost advantage and i personally feel cost advantage is never going to be uh as compared to a centralized database but eventually that's the only reason the only way we can succeed is to have real world utility yeah yeah i thank you for highlighting the cost advantage as well because i think that is a really important point too you know there's this school of thought like obviously we are part of that school of thought and i and i suppose almost all of the listeners uh, in the audience today is something new is being built and we are part of it even you know warts and all there might be a lot of problems but we are here for it and you know we are growing and building steadily but there's this mass global population of people who are not going to leave the world that they are so familiar with you know the web 2 world as we live in today for web 3 if they are not all of these benefits that they currently have in web in web 2 i mean this idea of you don't know what you're missing if you've never had it so we might be able to say oh but there's all of this all of these benefits to web3 but to someone who's not well versed or schooled in this kind of thinking at all i mean they are mostly looking at the hype and the high cost and you know the problems and the hacks and all of these things so i'm wondering you have mentioned these opportunities like yoga to earn meditate to earn etc Do you believe that this is going to be a good entry point to onboard new users into Web three that otherwise might not have ventured into this industry at all? Yeah, exactly. That is the whole goal. You know, we basically need to have uh, things which people are good at. See, what Web three is really good at today is all developers talking between other developers and in their own echo chambers talking high level stuff which nobody on the ground understands. To be honest. I don't know how many of you are here developers maybe we can have a show of hands but I'm sure that even the developers don't really understand some of the high level developers talking between themselves so the idea is that if you really want to promulgate some technology amongst the millions or the billions you really need to create campaigns or memes or something which touches the lives of billions in fact this is one of the ways that we are in fact starting to build out our mvp also the minimum viable product that we are building we basically want to start in a web2 styled way i'll just to give you an example you know what if i were to just tell you and, and just take it like a meme like an example okay uh that let's say we were to launch a campaign in uh, europe and like it has to be a really a uh, good campaign which can be just forwarded on whatsapp in which all the people in europe maybe germans or let's say starting with the french who own cats they can slap putin 
and the ones who do not own cats have to kiss him but not the people themselves the the cats which are the nfts which they first need to buy they have to actually kiss putin or the cats have to you know slap putin how many people would actually like to actually go ahead and buy those cats second thing let's say if i were to add on another layer on top of it once you bought the cat now you've actually got to build a pipeline a virtual pipeline between russia to germany because it's a societal issue it's a political issue so why not just create a light scented humor i though it's a very serious topic because if people do not have gas in their homes they don't really fucking care about how what to build a virtual pipeline but just imagine that the pipeline issue is solved but now they are building a virtual pipeline of 5000 kilometers where every person is contributing 5 meters and the cat that they chose is the nft is actually building that 5 meters and that 5 meter length that you contributed is also an nft which basically has a unique identification number which then you can put it into your wallet and you can say this is the pipeline that i built from russia to germany and this is my cat which actually helped me how many people do you think will actually buy those nfts just out of fun and curiosity i think if i'm not wrong if we do it in the right way perhaps a lot of people will buy so the idea is to create campaigns or memes either campaigns and memes which are really touching people because they are high value entertainment for people <clears throat> or you have to create real life utility as i told you in the first instance or else you have to create a gamification model in which you basically have a higher meaning or a higher purpose let's say just to give you an example in the case of hindus like i am a hindu we believe in lord ram who is the gods of god of all gods now imagine if i were to tell everybody okay let's contribute a brick and build a virtual ram temple for ram to live in i am sure there will be hundreds of millions of hindus who will just come together and actually contribute that brick which is basically an nft and if they were to redeem that nft they have to go to my app and actually go ahead and uh, you know download a wallet and then you know redeem that nft in in this way either through a higher sense or purposeful calling of people or through a real life utility or through a meme we have, we can basically onboard billions onto web3 because one way or the other we are creating some kind of utility for them unless and until we do this i personally feel web3 doesn't stand a chance i yield back to you please now i'm still thinking about this option of slapping or kissing putin so just for morality sake i guess we'll all have to buy nfts to make sure we're on the right side of the of the coin um so I think yeah you you touched on something that's really really interesting in the sense that different people come to NFTs and web3 as a whole for different reasons. I was reading earlier today about uh, these allegations against the CEO of Sushi SushiSwap and immediately there was you know one of these shitcoins created I think Hoshi it's called and 6000% rise in the coin immediately because people of course go after what's entertaining or what's interesting what's fun but at the same time these of course are this is only one aspect of this technology and of this space as a whole i love what you said about you know you have this entertainment value but you also have the real world utility but then you also have this idea of just a really bonded experience of meaning and purpose for example spirituality where people from all around the world can gather around a belief that they share or you know some or other philosophy that is is shared experience at the end of the day and that the, this technology gives you that vehicle for people to really come together in the virtual space but i'd like to zoom out a little bit to the broader industry landscape In your opinion what is the overall future of NFTs uh keeping in mind that there are all of these different entry points into this technology and how do you think it's going to evolve from this current manifestation where we are seeing I think a very limited utility as you touched on earlier a lot of it is just you know this proof of ownership on the blockchain and it's not much more than that but how are we going to get from where we are today to a future where it's just a lot more inclusive whoever you are and whatever your use case is so you know i am one of the few people who is actually interacting with this industry for quite some time but there are so many more talented people who are now swonking this industry and i am very very sure that there will be lots and lots of real world and practical use cases that will be developed because eventually uh, tokenization and ownership you know these are very powerful concepts again 
humans want ownership humans want to show off that uh, social noise through the ownership of those assets let's say imagine if you were to come to my restaurant and i tell you that because you own this particular nft that from my restaurant there are only about 10000 nfts now imagine you're coming on a friday or a saturday at a peak hour but you don't have to wait even one second because you're the loyalty card or the nft holder so that is basically again a social noise or let's say if i were to say okay it's your birthday today it's a bottle of champagne just because uh, from our side complimentary just because you own this nft or you get a 25% year by year for the next 2 years discount irrespective of how many number of times you come it doesn't matter it's just that because you own that it's it's again about social noise social signaling and also about ownership and these are very powerful concepts that eventually nfts will succeed yeah of course coming to the first point that you made that you know it's a lot of speculation with uh, you know this token that token 6000% and pump and dump schemes i generally tend to completely shy away and stay away from all these things because eventually all this is noise which will eventually die down in the bear market which we are starting to see i mean you look at the number of coins which are uh, exceeding 6000% in a day in the bull market and now what's happening it's the the frequency has gone down so i think eventually where there is money there's going to be a lot of scamsters so we can't avoid that but yeah as as a concept nfts is very 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 powerful is all all i can say yield back to you again absolutely 100% agree with you on the power of nft so much of which we haven't yet even explored or we can't even fathom yet so yeah good good future ahead interesting future ahead i want to know what i mean we've heard already so much about your views on the satyug and the possibilities in terms of linking you know this concept of spirituality with nfts and with the metaverse what is unique about your approach to creating nfts yeah so the idea is that you know we are basically <clears throat> building first a real life utility second we are building an epic meaning behind it let's say if you were to go to a a temple let's say i'm just talking about iskon temple which is one of the very popular temples across india in fact across the world let's say if you go to iskon temple on a janmashtami ki raat which is basically the day when lord uh, krishna was born at specifically 11 pm which is the highest auspicious time and you get an nft back from the temple registering like a pope you know like a proof of attendance protocol that you actually attended this it's an nft into your crypto wallet would you like to actually go ahead and sell that nft i bet you not or let's say if you were to go to a temple like mount uh, kalash which is like in china you don't get the visa generally so quickly and you're doing it in the metaverse and you actually can show it off to your friends that this is my attendance in mount kalash you know so would you actually would like to go ahead and sell that nft so the idea of spiritual nfts is all about uh, you know something which is a higher meaning more epic calling and in case uh, that kind of nft is uh, launched in the market people will generally not like to uh, you know sell that yeah of course we can always build game theory around it people who really want to still profit can obviously do that or somebody who wants to build his uh, relationship with god and spirituality and wants to buy that is a separate issue but the idea is that if i were to say that you have to follow a very stringent strict routine of going to the satyug app every day and doing puja of lord shiva or lord ganesha or maybe jesus christ and you have to offer him something every day and you've done this for 365 days and as a proof of work of you doing this you actually get this specific nft which is then special to you and then because of this nft you get this 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 this, this benefit would you actually like to go ahead and sell that nft my question to you Well, first of all, I want to say that this is definitely the most interesting use case that I have ever heard for NFTs because I think there are not many people out there who have thought along these lines. Um, yeah, and it's a really fascinating concept because, as you say, you you build up such a personal relationship not only with the personal relationship that you have in terms of your spirituality, but you also build up this personal relationship with this metaverse that you are in, this app that you are using, the NFTs that you are creating. So it's really, you know, taking something that we have been thinking of in the sense of this practical utility, like the business use cases. And it's very interesting what you are building with Satyug, because I think the principles remain and i see so many uh just similarities between 
you know, what people in religious and spiritual practices, for example, are already doing on a daily basis, but really just taking it into the virtual world and getting into the same kind of practices that they are doing offline. But as you say, linking it to this idea of being able to monetize something that you are already doing, being able to build up this proof of work, so to speak, in the terms of, in the terms of uh, proof of yoga, proof of meditation, etc. So it's a really, really fascinating concept. But going back to, you know, this whole idea... Can I, can I add one thing no, here? Please, I'm sorry. So the idea is that this is not the only kind of NFTs that Satyuk will have. There will always be NFTs which are basically programmable and which can be bought with money. And then obviously these are exchangeable with other NFTs or other in-game assets which we plan to create. But the idea is that, you know, if there were some NFTs which were so epic meaning and epic calling on the basis of which you get some karma points, let's assume. But because you've earned those NFTs... Now you will not like to sell those NFTs, but if you were to actually accumulate more karma points because you've consistently engaged yourself in that disciplinary schedule and with those karma points, you actually start to engage in some other activities which are not limit, which are uh, limited to other people. Obviously, that will also be another sense of accomplishment, which will add to your uh, inner meaning and inner calling that, okay, I'm doing this for my fun, for my play, for my, uh, for my spirituality, and I'm actually earning this NFT. But on top of it, because I'm earning this NFT, I'm actually also getting some real world utility because of the karma points that I've actually accumulated on behalf of that NFT also. So the idea is to build something game theoretical, you know, and again, uh, the idea is to, to create it in, uh, in, in such a narrative that people actually don't feel like doing this because they have to do it because they have to make money with it. But just because they do it because of the fact that they love to do it. And on top of it, because they're doing it, they actually start to earn money. And that's what I call, you know, at the end of the day about real life utility of NFTs or the fact that, you know, because all the things in the world will be automated over the next 10 years. So why not build monetary benefits over things which people are good at and then they can monetize it because they're good at it. Yield back again. Sorry. No, no, I, I love that idea of at the end of the day, what you are good at, what you are interested in, there is a way to kind of merge these two worlds of, you know, we are so hyper-focused on the economy out there, but what about the economy within? How can that be monetized? So really fascinating discussion, Suvit. Uh, I'm going to, because I see there's a whole list of questions that the team is forwarding me from the audience. So I'm going to just ask you a final question before I hand it over for questions. Uh, if you would like to ask Savita a question, you can either go ahead and put in a speaker request or you can DM your question to the Adlunum uh, team. So Savita, final question. What is your philosophy about Web3 changing lives? I am generally uh, very pragmatic these days, not too philosophical. But yeah, as a philosophy, I personally am a very big Bitcoin advocate. People will say I'm a maximalist, but I'm not. Because if I had been a maximalist, I would have thought <clears throat> everything else has no utility. But I'm only a maximalist to the extent that Bitcoin is money. But eventually, all the other things like NFTs and other protocols and DeFi's and AMMs and NFTs and all these are utilities. Let's imagine you're into a into a into a big island with only money and there is nothing to buy in that island. So what will that money buy you? Zero. The idea is that you need utility, you need message bus systems. And that's why all these protocols exist. Coming to the second point that, you know, what is the philosophy behind Web3? In my opinion, I've always stated it very categorically that I would love to see more equitable distribution of wealth based upon talents of people. And the only way that we can do it actually is by actually, uh, you know, creating real world utility because the cost advantage, I don't see Web 2 versus Web 3 or the only thing that we should not be hoping for, but is eventually happening in the world is the fact that you see all the power getting concentrated into dictators and governments taking unnecessarily harsh decisions on their citizens like lockdowns and the fact that, you know, rich people are getting more concentrated with their wealth, which eventually leads to societal collapse. If this happens, obviously, again, decentralization and NFTs, irrespective of their cost advantage or disadvantage, will earn value. But we must not be banking on this. We should at least be hoping that we first create, if not a cost advantage, but something which has real world utility and something which can usher us into that narrative based, narrative based economy, wherein users are equally compensated, not only for the uh, appreciation of the tokens, but also the, uh, the company's balance sheet which is today 
only uh, you know getting paid out as dividends to the shareholders or the equity holders of that company and not the token holders of that company so that's the goal of having more equitable distribution of wealth through narrator based economies through uh, user owned experiences and user owned tokens and those tokens which eventually lead to not only the token appreciation because a lot of number of people hold that and the network effect as per metcalf's law increases the tokens value over a period of time but also the fact that the token holders get to have a say in the company or uh, a a share of the profit of the company again my views would be a little uh, uh a little controversial in terms of say of the company because i personally feel that dows also today are not in the uh, it's a very nascent stage and generally if you were to really achieve something in a very big organization also it's only about 20% of the people who are really really working hard and these are the guys who actually put in their sweat tears money heart everything and their vision in which they create value for the other 100% also 80% also and these are the guys who actually should be earning more money and that's what capitalism is all about so eventually if you only have dows in the current form today in which you know every member is voting what the logo of the dow should be eventually the worst logo will be selected you know it's like there should be uh, sections and uh, within sections as to what section should be governed directly by the dow and what section should be governed by the legislature of the dow and that's what satyug is also positioning itself there's a legislature there's an executive because eventually i personally feel that this is where we headed but i think i'm a little too fast in my calculations and maybe people will have to catch on with my thought process or maybe i'm wrong i do not know but that's the way i see personally that uh, this is the way the world is progressing the bit awesome it has been a highly interesting hour um i'm going to try to get through as many of the audience questions as possible before we wrap up so first one let's see here uh is satyug only for hindus no not at all you know satyug is not at all only for hindus satyug basically means uh sat means the right truthful and yug means yuga which is the period of time so it's the right and truthful period of time you can also call call it satoshi yug you know like after satoshi nakamoto who i consider as the god of crypto because you know uh, so satoshi yug is the period of time post hyper bitcoinization of the world because eventually we will see hyper bitcoinization there is no other alternative in my mind that i see the way world progressing towards today having said that uh, answering your question again no absolutely not a right period of time should not exist only for one religion it is something which is to be explored within yourself as a human being because it's more spiritual than religious so it is meant for everybody and we plan to have tie ups with religious organizations of different religions yeah but because it's a very big vision and it will take a lot of time money effort hustle sweat tears i don't know what all to develop this so <laughs> a lot of capital so i think we're going to go step by step initially we will launch it in some of the countries where we see that people are more religious minded or more spiritual as per se than the countries that people are not so spiritual but eventually we'll catch up to everybody else yeah that's the goal so adding on to this very interesting question from mike thank you what do you imagine an nft for atheists would be like <laughs> nft for atheists i don't know uh a proof of no god concept if you have a proof that no god exists then you can be claiming that nft otherwise that nft has to be i don't know <laughs> but then you get the nft for free otherwise you have to purchase it but of course nfts can be created on anything else anything and everything i guess so you could have a a no god a no god or a d god nft as 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 you know you have on the solana blockchain but you could have nfts for so many things you know but maybe a proof of uh scientifically falsifying other people's beliefs and saying that there is no god could be a free nft claimer for you i don't know i am this is just like a suggestion yeah uh thank you mike for that question um next one do you think some people will be offended by turning religions into commodities not really because as i said our focus is not on religion i've in fact specified if you were in the first few minutes of this <clears throat> twitter space i categorically said that this is not about religion this is more about spirituality and the difference between religion and spirituality is that in religion you believe in something because somebody else told you to believe in it because let's say you were a young child and your mother told you you're a christian and you should believe in jesus christ but as a spiritual being you either don't uh, you believe or you don't believe it doesn't matter it's what you explore from within is what matters and this is what spirituality is all about of course to give that exploration of something if we were to create a 
uh, an image of something in which you can explore that that's a pictorial description of how humans have always learned and evolved over times you know if i were to tell you there is nothing but a lake and that lake itself is you and you are that lake you might not understand me you will say what the f you are talking about suvith you know but if i were to just pick a pictorial description of some god which then you want to believe or you don't want to believe and you want to explore further at least you are able to do it in a better way in my opinion so because humans are more pictorially <clears throat> aligned and you know how do i say that's how our cognitive brains work so you, that's that's my opinion but eventually as i said it's not only about religion and you know going to that religious place and doing you know the daily course and everything it's about exploring yourself like meditation itself is a big part of spirituality if you're just able to meditate and meditation in my opinion is nothing but actually being able to grasp the ability of not focusing on anything that you think for that particular 15 minutes and that true meditation is for me if you can just keep your mind blank because our human brain is thinking like i don't know how many thoughts per second i think it's millions of in the subconscious plus subconscious mind together but eventually if you are able to keep your mind blank that itself is a big spirituality in my opinion because that meditative state is your spiritual state so this concept has a lot of uh, things to take from a lot of things in general about life not really necessarily related to religion like yoga is nothing but a union of the mind and body if somebody likes yoga you can do yoga if you really good at it you can actually earn money with it just because you're practicing yoga and you're putting a video every day you're earning some tokens about it so it's again game theoretically expanding people's um, interest areas and their professional skills into money is what the goal of satyuga is all about and not necessarily about religion Thank you so much for clearing that up. Yeah, I think not everyone is here from the beginning of the space. So thank you so much for recapping your earlier thoughts and comments. Um, I'm going to try and add at least one more question. Post COVID, even churches have online mass. Do you believe this can also happen in the metaverse, so people can feel connected without physically stepping out of their homes? Honestly, I'm not a big fan of the masks. absolutely i've never been i've been like i've i've been absolutely against lockdowns from the day one because they've actually uh it's shown over a period of time that you know we've not been able to really stop covid and any which ways what we were fearing that 600 million people are going to die in the beginning of covid it actually turned out to be hoax but not to take covid uh, you know non seriously that's not the goal but the idea is that masks have not been able to do anything so probably we'll not have anything related to masks in the metaverse i'm sorry <laughs> I'm not a fan of the masks. So yeah, good to know that at least in the metaverse we are safe from it. Um, so with that, unfortunately, as you said, yug being Sanskrit for a period of time, we've come to the end of our period of time together. So Suvit, thank you so much for sharing with us. I think a very unique perspective and insight on the future of NFTs. and also how abstract and organized belief systems such as spirituality uh is able to find a place in this brave new world of web3 so where can our listeners go to stay in touch with what you're building so if you can i mean i would love to build a community in fact this is my uh, only ask that because this is going to be a pretty huge project to build and i'm actually bootstrapping it firstly you can go and follow satyuk life we'll be keeping uh, we'll we'll try to keep you posted with the developments it's s a t y u g l i f e also there are other handles but at the moment we only going to be active on satyuk life and also if you can you can stay in touch with me i'm suvit_crypto s u v e w t t_crypto secondly if you are amongst the audience and you would like to collaborate because i'm willing to uh, you know collaborate or partner or pay depending upon how this relationship works out but i'm looking at people who are very good at unreal engine development uh, who are sculptors and character modelers and uh, sound engineers because that's one area where we are little uh, lacking at this moment we are also looking at teams who can actually build up a community or create some telegram channels and be the admin or discord server admins we're looking at these kind of people to collaborate or to partner or maybe on a paid partnership if you are amongst the audience please reach out to me my dms are always open we'd love to take this discussion forward awesome so it sounds like there are a lot of opportunities working with uh, suvit and with sadyuk uh, so to the audience thank you so much for taking the time to share the space with us today thinking web3 there is 
for very good reason, this idea that community is God. And we feel very honored at Adlunum to be able to serve you these inside dishes every week on our different shows. So I will catch you again next week for another episode of The Future of NFTs brought to you by Adlunum. Cheers, guys. And Suvid, thank you so much. It was just an absolute pleasure talking to you today. And we will definitely be keep keeping an eye out on what's next for Satyuk and what's next for the world of yoga and meditation practitioners who are going to be able to start monetizing these things that they love and are good at. Thank you so much. I really appreciated your invitation and my time here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Have a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. We'll see you next week. Cheers. You've been listening to the future of NFTs. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes. Connect with AdLunum on Twitter at AdLunum Inc. or our website, adlunum.cc.